Junior Jewels. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we are the hosts of Typical Tuesday Night, a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift podcast. podcast. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I feel like it's the best day of the week because you get a new it, podcast episode. <laughs> it really is the best day. We are back <gasps> on Typical Tuesday Night. And today we're so excited to be starting up a brand new series. I'm really excited about this one. As most of you guys know, I feel like everybody is waiting on the edge of their seat for Reputation Taylor's version to be announced and released. So we decided now would honestly be like a great time to start deep diving into the rep era so that you guys have all of the background that you need and are ready for it. So funny (laughs) when it does like finally release. Yes, we are so, so excited. Every era is unique in its own way, but the rep era is extra special because there is like so much history yeah. that goes into it and also has such an amazing comeback story. And this episode specifically is focusing on Taylor Swift's relationship with Kanye West and later Kim Kardashian. It is over flowing with tea (laughs) for real though so we are gonna jump right in just let's go for it okay so taylor and kanye's relationship let's take it back because it goes a long time back and it's pretty much a roller coaster ride so if we go all the way back to 2009 uh this was when it first started when kanye interrupted taylor swift at the vmas so if you guys don't know, Taylor was awarded the Moon Man for Best Female Video for You Belong With Me. We love that song. Shout out. We love that Tuesday song. Night. <laughs> <laughs> But while she was on stage giving her acceptance speech, Kanye like jumps up on stage, takes the microphone out of her hands and said, yo, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Wow. You did what? that justice. Oh, you did that you. justice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if that's man. a good thing. Or... I remember the video of that and like Beyonce's face, like she felt awkward. Like, oh, she absolutely did. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, like, like you I don't, don't know, do this. kind of weird. Like she definitely wasn't like commending it. But you could tell she was, like, a little bit flattered, but also she was just like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm sure she was like, what do do I do? Like, and why are you doing this? Like, let this poor girl win her award. Yeah, and we need to remember, at this (sighs) time, Taylor Swift is only 19 years old. She's 19 years old. Kanye is 32, and Taylor is 19. And oh 32 my gosh. is still growing up now. <laughs> yeah, that would be so. <laughs> we will get to that. <laughs> um, um, that is so traumatizing. Oh, yeah. Especially because this was when she really started to gain momentum in her career. Mm-hmm. Like the Fearless album was like a big time for her. She started winning a lot of awards. I'm sure that would affect how you felt about yourself at honestly future award shows too. And oh, for like, sure. Wait, do most people not think that I deserve these? Like, yeah. Is everybody feeling just... the same way that Kanye is, but he's the only one brave enough to say anything? Yeah, like, you would did I just guess this? everything. Yeah. 
Poor Taylor. So sad. I know. And right after the award show, reporters were interviewing Taylor about what happened. And this is seriously so sad. She said, I was standing on stage and I was really excited because I had just won the award. And then I was really excited because Kanye West was on the stage. So like she has said, like she looks like up to him, you know, and then she says, oh, yeah. and then, then I wasn't excited anymore after that. Oh, Oh, seriously. It's hard because he's a big name. And especially back then even, like, he was a big name, like a big star. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'd be, like, stoked. Yeah. If, like, Kanye West was coming up thinking that he's probably saying something about your award. Yeah. Oh. And he was. Just not what she would want. Just not what she wanted. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so then – the days following, on Jay Leno and on Ellen, Kanye commented on what happened and said that he immediately knew it was wrong and caused a big scene. He said it wasn't a. Co- he said it was a combination of alcohol and sincerity, which I think is an interesting yeah <laughs> thing very to say. Yeah, and he says he acknowledged that he stepped on her emotions and was hoping to apologize to her in person. And within just a few days, Taylor did reveal that Kanye did call and apologize to her personally. She said, the support I got from other artists and from the fans and so many people sticking up for me, that's what got me to the place where I could accept that apology. And I'm just very thankful that everyone showed me so much love. Yeah. I do remember hearing that she did receive a lot of support. And people yeah. being like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, that was totally wrong. Like, you deserved that award and stuff like that. So let's kind of jump ahead a little bit because one year later, so now we're in September of 2010 at the VMAs, they play a flashback video of what had occurred the previous year. And then Taylor debuted a brand new song from her upcoming album, Speak Now, called Innocent, <laughs> which, which Carly just quoted. Know, yeah, this song is inspired by what happened with Kanye. And I always loved her take on it because it was not ever taken as like a revenge song, but was totally full of like forgiveness and empathy and realizing that. I like she said, like 32, still growing up. Like, no matter what age you are, no matter who you are, what you've done, like we can all try and be better. Well, and we're all going to continue to make mistakes. And yeah. she's like acknowledging, like, I know you're a lot older. You should be older and wiser than me. But like, I understand that, like, you're a human and yeah. you make mistakes. So, yeah. So let's then jump ahead even more about nine months later. And Kanye publicly took back his apology to taylor (laughs) like what it's crazy so kanye ends up telling the new york times he says i don't have one regret if anyone's reading this waiting for some type of full-on flat apology for anything they should just stop reading right now i have as a human being fallen to peer pressure i just don't know why you would even what's the point yeah like this has been done and gone yeah. Like, why and are you continuing to bring this up? It seems why- squashed, but he wants yeah. to keep yeah. going at it. And to say that he only apologized out of, like, peer pressure, peer pressure. is... Ugh. Okay, I didn't even realize until we were, like, doing this research that he did take back his apology. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Which also blows my mind. I'm like, of course. Of course he did. Like... 
I shouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised, but I didn't know that. It is this whole, this whole episode. Just get on board. Buckle up because it's a roller coaster, (laughs) which I think, you know, in the end is what, what was the most frustrating part for Taylor of all of it. And maybe I shouldn't say this yet, but Taylor basically says, you know, it's really frustrating because he'll be really nice to her in person or like one-on-one, but publicly he's very different about her and like doesn't really treat her well publicly. And so it's just very confusing. Yeah. So two years later and a few months after 1989 had released, just to give like some context, Um, In early 2015, Taylor and Kanye were photographed together at the Grammys, and people began to wonder if they would collaborate, which doesn't make any sense to me, because I'm like, the the last, like, publicly, like, the public interaction between the two of them was him taking back his apology. Granted, I know it was, like, two years before, but there was never, this was, like, the first sign of reconciliation and so i can't believe like people would jump to think they would be collaborating yeah like going from zero to a hundred yes and then after the show kanye was super quick to say in an interview with ryan seacrest that he said she wants to get in the studio and we're definitely going to go in he said any artist with an amazing point of view perspective fan base i'm down to get in the studio and work i don't discriminate Interesting. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. So later that year, Taylor then addresses her friendship, like quote unquote, right? With Kanye in Vanity Fair. And she says, I feel like I wasn't ready to be friends with him until I felt like he had some sort of respect for me. And he wasn't ready to be friends with me until he had some sort of respect for me. She said, we haven't planned any collaboration. But hey, I like him as a person, and that's a really good, nice first step, a nice place for us to be. So then that same month, so now we're in August 2015, Taylor then presented Kanye West with an award at the VMAs. Very interesting that they chose her to do that. (laughs) And this this is something that I saw that we might talk about later, but it actually came like it came out he asked her to he asked her to be the one to do it i didn't know that um because a reminder that the vmas it's like a voted on thing like by the public and so going into the vmas like they know who won like not everybody knows who won but it's not like a secret, okay. like the grant, you know, like the grant yeah. where it's okay, like, that makes sense. was it A, B, C, or D, you know, person. Yeah. And so like, they knew they specifically like, he was going to, he win knew that. he was going to win. He wanted Taylor to present it and kind of like Got set it, it up that way, which is interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> oh, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. I know. <laughs> I know. And so I'm like, I feel like there's so many ways that that could be taken. Yeah. Either he did it to be like, yeah, like we've squashed this. I'm chill with her. Like, I love this. Or I could also see him doing it on purpose. Like, I ruined your VMA moment, but like, you're going to give me my yeah, award. I, th- I think it was really manipulative. Yeah. And when she introduced him for the award, 
She said, I first met Kanye West six years ago at this show, actually. Then she <laughs> joked, it seemed like everyone in the world knew about our infamous encounter at the VMAs. But something that you may not know is that Kanye West's album, College Dropout, was the very first album my brother and I bought on iTunes when I was 12 years old. I have been a fan of his music as long as I can remember because Kanye defines what it means to be a creative force in music, fashion, and well, life. So I guess I have to say to all the other winners tonight, I'm really happy for you and I'm going to let you finish. But Kanye West has had one of the greatest careers of all time, <laughs> which it just like, it just uh, irks me because she, she just gives him the benefit of the doubt constantly. Yep. And he's like manipulating her constantly and i just i hate it yeah oh honestly what a great like introduction to an mm-hmm. award yeah like dang tay great job yeah she did do a great <laughs> uh, job so then after the vmas kanye ends up sending taylor flowers and taylor posted about it and her caption said ah oh, kanye sent me the coolest flowers hashtag can tay 2020 hashtag bfs which I feel like kind of poked fun at Kanye's announcement of running for president in 2020 um, that he made like during his acceptance speech. So, which yeah. is also crazy. I forget that he even did that. Know. <laughs> it's funny, like when we do these episodes and we like go back in time, how many things jog in my memory of things that I've like just forgotten have happened? Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, like Kanye, Kanye said he was going to run for president. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. That, that was a time in our lives. And so six months later. Okay. Before I say this. Okay. Well, they're in a good place. Okay. They're in a really good place. They've <laughs> obviously, they've, they've privately reconciled they've very publicly reconciled yeah and then six months later in february of 2016 is when kanye debuted his song famous during his easy show in this song is when kanye says i feel like me and taylor might still have sex why i made that bitch famous this obviously Ugh. came with a big uproar <laughs> Especially from Taylor Swift fans, as it should. And it was very, very controversial and was just the beginning to some of the biggest drama between the two yet. Oh, like, this is the part where I'm really like, okay. I know. Here we go. Buckle up. (laughs) Yeah. So after the backlash Kanye was getting, he ends up posting to Twitter that he had gotten permission from Taylor to name drop her in the song in an hour-long phone conversation that they had had. We will see. We will see about that. (laughs) Yikes. What a claim, right? Yeah. So... After that, Taylor's friends like Gigi Hadid, Carly Kloss, and Jamie King went to social media to address the offensive lyrics, and even Taylor's younger brother, Austin, posted a video of himself, quote-unquote, spring cleaning, (laughs) where it showed him throwing away a pair of Yeezy 350 Boost shoes, which was just pretty pretty epic. Yeah. Pretty epic. (laughs) Way to go, Austin. Way to go. And it's oh, cool to, like, man. see her friends sticking up for her, too. 
for sure. Especially because think- this was that era that we talked about, that 1989 era, mm-hmm. where her girlfriends were like what she had. Yeah. And I know that she's, you know, we've talked about in past episodes how her having like all these big name model actresses, celebrity friends kind of, you know, didn't send the message that she necessarily yeah. wanted it to. But I do think it was a big like blessing for her in during this huge PR disaster because she yeah. had so much support throughout all of this. Like we'll see it time and time again of people speaking up in her defense that have like, you know, that are big names and that yeah. can really show up publicly in that way. Yeah. Which I think helps. There's a difference. I think you need both at times, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to have the big names to be able to publicly spread this word so far but then it's also nice to like have your close friends that'll just kind of work through things with you privately but i definitely think she needed this big boost at that time well because as we'll see through all this i mean i just feel like it's all from kanye and kim it's just like this massive publicity stunt i mean even going back to kanye taking back his his apology like what's the point of that to bring it up yeah. again and to yeah. stir the pot and get it in the media again, you know? Yep. yep. So anyways, about a week and a half after the song debuted, Taylor responded to Kanye during her Grammy Awards acceptance speech when she won Album of the Year for 1989. And she said, as the first woman to win Album of the Year at the Grammys twice, which is super fun because she Woo-hoo. might be the first person ever to win it four times <laughs> in this upcoming it's wild award show yeah and um she said i want to say to all the young women out there um there are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame she continued if you just focus on the work and you don't let those people sidetrack you someday when you get there get where you're going You'll look around and you will know that it was you and the people who love you who put you there. And that will be the greatest feeling in the world. Thank you for this moment. So classy. Oh, absolutely. I don't like like, totally bringing it up, but like classy. Yes. And just kind of like Taylor for you. And that's kind of like a mic drop moment, you know? Yep. Yep. I don't know. Love it. So let's fast forward a few more months. Because let's chat about when Kim Kardashian kind of comes into all of this. So in June of that year, Kim said in an issue of GQ that Taylor knew the lyrics before the song was ever released. And she said in like reference to all this Taylor stuff, she says she totally knew that that was coming out. She wanted to all of a sudden act like she didn't. I swear my husband gets so much crap for things when he really was doing proper protocol and even called to get it approved. Okay, so then uh, you can't after see me, that, but I'm rolling my eyes I, <laughs> as I will the rest, the rest of the episode. <laughs> Just constant eye roll. We should have recorded this one video oh recorded gosh. for people to see and count how many times we eye roll. Yeah. So shortly after that, a spokesperson for Taylor then releases a statement in response to Kim's claims. And they say, quote, Taylor does not hold anything against Kim Kardashian as she recognizes the pressure Kim must be under and that she is only repeating what she has been told by 
Kanye West. However, that does not change the fact that much of what Kim is saying is incorrect. Kanye West and Taylor only spoke once on the phone while she was on vacation with her family in January of 2016, and they have never spoken since. Taylor has never denied that conversation took place. It was on that phone call that Kanye West also asked her to release the song on her Twitter account, which she declined to do. I just feel like this is where we get the start of he said, she said. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, well who's who's telling the truth and people in like pop culture society and fans really took sides like it was oh yeah heavily like it was ugly. one or the other yeah it, it got bad and the other thing to remember is like everything we've talked about leading up to this point i mean we've talked 2009 to now 2016 yeah. i mean this is seven years Everything we've talked about up to this point has taken about seven years. Going from here forward is just a couple of months. <laughs> and so it's very like, it's just constant back and forth. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's ugly. So that same month was when the music video for Kanye's song Famous Ugh. came out. And if you don't know <laughs> what that Have was seen all it? about. Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't. I should go watch it. You shouldn't. <laughs> it's pretty, don't give him like... The news. Well, I've heard it's no, bad. I mean, just, I mean, it's... Just I don't remember great. for sure. I just... I can totally... Which, I have a hard time picturing things in my head, but I can absolutely picture the scene of her. And it's just kind of disturbing. Like, mm, okay. which actually I'm about to quote from someone else that says that. So, um... <laughs> So things got a lot worse after this. The music video opened, which I don't, I do not remember this. The music video opens with a snippet of Taylor in the background. Audio from the night at the VMAs where Kanye took the mic from Taylor. So like he oh, is interesting. fully calling out that moment. Um, And then the, the video was inspired by, I'm going to butcher this, but an artist named Vincent. Desiderio 2008 2008 painting titled Sleep um, and in the video there were naked sculptures resembling Taylor Swift, Kanye West and 10 other celebrities slash famous people you know like some of them were like Donald Trump, George Bush Rihanna, Chris Brown like just kind of a, yeah, a mix big names and they were all, they all laid naked, lumped together on one large bed with a singular bed sheet covering them. Just really like, weird. Who even like decides that this is what they want to put out into the world? Seriously. And I'm super curious. Like Ugh. when I read all the names of the other people that were in it, I was like, one, why and how did he pick all these people? And yeah. two, did those people care? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm super curious yeah. about, like, the other side of that. Yeah. Um, but Taylor's friend, Lena Dunham, slammed Kanye for the video in a Facebook post, and she called the music video sickening and disturbing. Like, it really oh. is. Especially, especially with Taylor, especially knowing their history. Yeah. Him calling her out in the lyrics of the yeah. song and what he says. 
it's just all of it together is just so ick. Like, yeah. just makes your skin crawl, you know? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Don't like it. Don't like it. I'm not going to go watch it. <laughs> you've told, you've yeah. convinced me not to. <laughs> you don't need to watch uh, it. We just painted the picture enough. Yeah, you, yeah, you gave me a clear <laughs> idea of what I will not be missing out on. Okay. <laughs> so the next month, in an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the family actually discussed the ongoing feud in like a lot of detail. So Kim says, Kanye says what he wants and he has no filter. And some people may not understand that. And then she added during her interview, she says, usually I try to stay neutral and just give moral support. So we'll <laughs> see, though. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> She she was finally ready to take action when it came to that GQ interview that she did before. And she explained to her sister, Courtney Kardashian, exactly why she felt the need to speak out. She said, I never talk shit about anyone publicly, especially in interviews. But I was just like, I had so had it. I wanted to defend him in it. She legitimately quoted saying, as soon as I get on that Grammy red carpet, I'm going to tell all the press like I was in on it so this is like the first time that she really like admits to being like part of the whole thing because in Taylor's yeah. statement before she gave Kim insane benefit of the doubt like basically yeah. saying like she doesn't really know and she's just doing what her husband's telling her to do yeah. and you know all this stuff but I mean Kim is claiming her part in it oh, right yeah. here and her sister Courtney asked, and then she just didn't like the reaction. And Kim said, yeah. And you know, just another way to play the victim. Kim said it definitely got her a lot of attention the first time, referencing the Kanye VMAs thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I just don't think he should be punished for it still to this day. Well... Ugh. He's not being punished for it still to this yeah. day, just based off that moment. It's been moment after moment after moment. <laughs> well, and I hate that they are saying what he did was okay mm -hmm. because it got Taylor Swift attention. Exactly. It's like, just because you gave somebody attention, I don't think that was the attention she wanted. She no. would have been just fine without that moment. She didn't need yeah. that moment. You she know? was accepting a huge award, you know, yeah. like, I And just know. because you gave somebody attention in the media doesn't mean that you can do whatever crap you want and it's okay. Yeah. But that's kind of what they're playing it out to be. Like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely. So Kim went on to add that Taylor even helped kanye rewrite the lyrics within the song and she said i'm so glad or courtney said i'm so glad you said the truth and kim said yeah i'm just speaking the truth Ugh. eye roll <laughs> like major multiple times in that whole conversation between kim and courtney oh yeah so at the end of that episode too kim sits down with her mom who's also her manager chris jenner to discuss the like controversial interview and the issues that are like surrounding it. And Chris tried to like play a peacemaker role asking. So this is what Chris said. What would happen if you just called Taylor up and say, what happened? How did this go so south? 
I guess I just don't understand the motivation to flip. Like maybe she took it the wrong way. My advice would be to give Taylor Swift a call. And then Kim goes, thank you for your lovely advice, but I'm not going to take it. (laughs) Which I feel like that is probably what you should do. It is. Like, okay, clearly something went, went wrong. Something's going on. Let me just call Taylor and let's talk it out. And do you know why she doesn't want to do that? Because she's full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say, she knows she's wrong. Yeah, she like, knows that she, yeah. you know. She's in lies. Her and Kanye are just spinning webs of lies. and Yeah. Yeah. And I, maybe I shouldn't say this because especially <laughs> I feel like today, there's people that are listening to this that are kardashian lovers kim lovers yeah all those things but like i get that kim is super famous and big today but like she is famous first and foremost based off of a pr stunt (laughs) and so like i just can't take things like this that she's doing seriously with any sincerity or that she's doing quote unquote the right thing or telling the mm-hmm. truth like I just I can't yeah <laughs> oh oh and hard. also funny fact I don't know it's that that quote what would happen if you just called Taylor up yeah that's like a a trending audio sound every now and then on like oh. reels and stuff <laughs> so if you've ever heard that that's where it came from I didn't realize is- that this is the reference. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Um, so right after that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, after it aired, Kim, this is where, I mean, I keep. I feel like we keep saying this, this is where things really get crazy. Kim went keeps, to Snapchat. keeps going. Yeah. Kim went to Snapchat to provide the quote-unquote proof, sharing a series of videos of that phone call between her her then-husband Kanye and Taylor discussing the famous lyrics as well as their history. And in the video, Taylor is heard saying, it's like a compliment after Kanye, like, reads the lyrics to her, which include, like, this is what Kanye said the lyrics were. For all my South Side word I'm not going to say, that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Um, And so Kanye, and then Kanye thanked Taylor for being like, quote unquote, for being like so cool about it after she told him she appreciates the heads up on the lyrics. Um. Taylor said, I never would have expected you to tell me about a line in your song. I mean, I don't think anybody would listen to that and be like, oh, that's a real diss. you got to tell the story that way that it happened to you and the way you experienced it, which is interesting um, because she's a songwriter and yeah. she she respects that and he, I don't know if he's necessarily calling to like get her permission, but like she said, like giving her a heads up and yeah, she's also knows that like they're in a fragile place and with the line that he read her, well, yeah, she doesn't really think it's like, you know, 
probably the best. Yeah. But like, it's not the worst either. And so she said, she said, if people ask me about it, look, I think it would be great for me to be like, he called me and told me before it came out, jokes on you guys were fine. So like to her, I think she thought that the way it was worded there was like, not super serious and just kind of like poking fun almost. And I don't know. But then Taylor's rep said that Taylor was never made aware of the actual lyrics. I made that bitch famous because that takes a whole nother turn. It really does. A whole nother turn. And then, and then began. The internet immediately seemed to side with Kim Kardashian and hashtag Kim exposed Taylor party started trending, which just went crazy to me. Like, I remember this. Yeah. Like, pretty well. Like, I remember, like, these videos being posted and everybody being on like Kim's side. side like yeah. they have proof like there's no way that Taylor didn't know about this and mm-hmm. it's just crazy now here we are what seven years later six years whatever and looking back in retrospect it just yeah. things seem even wi- more wild oh it's crazy I know and it's like so sad because we need to remember like this is post 1989 album coming out like this isn't little 19 year old fearless taylor swift like she has now come out with like three more albums since then she's huge she is one of the biggest stars on the planet at this time everyone's talking about her she's all over everything at this point and so for her to be literally at the top yeah. At the top of her game, at the top of everyone else's game. Like, she yeah. is at the top. To now have everybody, feel like everybody is turning yeah. on her. Even people like her fans. And, like, yeah. I kind of wonder if I honestly bet people close to her started to question her. Oh, if I'm, I'm sure. being completely honest. Yeah. I mean, the phone call really, like... You know, everything that Taylor says, like, in the phone call, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, like, that actually sounds like what Taylor would say. So, like, where did yeah. this whole thing go wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. So, it's sad that it happened that way to the point where I'm sure a lot of people close to her were like, okay, well, like, we heard what Kim posted. Like, yeah, you, you look bad, Taylor. Like, you look bad. Yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Taylor quickly responded to the videos with a post on Instagram. And she said, where is the video of Kanye telling me he was going to call me that bitch in his song? It doesn't exist because it never happened. You don't get to control someone's emotional response to being called that word in front of the entire world. Like, yeah. It's true. And it's one of those, like, it's so easy. I mean, it just makes me think of The Bachelor. <laughs> like, <gasps> you can you can edit things to yeah. have a completely different meaning, 
context, yeah. context. And we have to remember this was supposedly an hour long conversation and she posted little snippets of like three minutes of the conversation. Yeah. Yep. And so it's just, well, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say exactly what Taylor's saying though. Like, yeah, we had this phone call, but where in that phone mm-hmm. call did you tell me all of this? Yeah. And the fact that this is what you didn't tell me, and you knew that that was the part that I'd be upset about. Mm hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's all a bunch of half truths from them, you know, yeah. like spinning it. It kind of reminds me of when we did our episode on, um, like Scooter and how, like, Big Machine and all of them were trying to, like, say, well, we didn't tell you you couldn't perform at this award show and we didn't yeah. tell you that you you know we're not blocking your netflix documentary you yeah. can make a netflix documentary but she's like that's not like yeah they're like just missing. half saying it you're like yeah i know you didn't block it that's not what i said and i yeah. feel like it's the same situation here you know oh, what absolutely. i mean yeah uh, so taylor went on to say of course, I wanted to like the song. I wanted to believe Kanye when he told me that I would love the song. I wanted us to have a friendly relationship. He promised to play the song for me, but he never did. While I wanted to be supportive of Kanye in the phone call, you cannot approve a song you haven't heard. Being falsely painted as a liar when I was never given the full story or played any part of the song is character assassination. She goes on to say, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative, one that I have never asked to be a part of since 2009. And then she captions the post, that moment when Kanye West secretly records your phone call, then Kim posts it on the internet. Which honestly, like, mic drop for that caption. Yes. Like, And I just think what she said at that first part, that she wants to be excluded from this narrative, one that she's never asked to be a part of since 2009, it is so true. Like, you look back on all these events, they are all, literally every single one is initiated by Kanye Kanye. slash Kim. And she's like, why are, like, literally, why are you guys, why me? what the heck like why are you just honestly picking on me to put it lightly (laughs) to put it very lightly like it is just wild to me and honestly again i'm gonna say it because she's huge yeah like it's funny because back then kanye tried to like he's like claiming like i made you famous but yet, honestly, he's using oh, her fame to get his yeah. name all over the media and yeah. his wife's name all yeah. over the media. Like, it's Which so is gross. Which also crazy to me because they don't need that. No. They're huge. Like, yeah. you're married to freaking Kim Kardashian. And but this you is feel like you need to rip on other people to stay relevant. And that is really sad because you have the potential to become more famous or be in the media for doing other things. But the fact that you decide to rip into somebody else to be part of the conversation is so slimy. Well, and to go off of what you just said, Taylor, a bunch of Taylor's big name friends were quick to join into the conversation online. And a few examples are Selena Gomez tweeted, there are more important things to talk about. 
why can't people use their voice for something that effing matters? Yeah, truth, truth is last thing we need right now is hate in any form. And that is so true. And what I was going to say is like, you were like, they don't need it either. Like, why would they do this? And the difference is, and I'm going to ruffle feathers, <laughs> Kanye and Kim, not good people. Taylor Swift, yeah. good person. Taylor yeah. doesn't need it. So she's not going to go pick on people. But because yeah. Kim and Kanye can, they can just, they feel like they just can and it would be fun. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Like That's otherwise, like part what's of their the persona. Point? Yeah. You know? And then another one of her friends, Martha Hunt, also tweeted, it's pathetic how quick our culture is so quick to sensationalize a fabricated story take interest in the real problems going on spread love and it's kind of crazy to think that that long ago because this still happens today something gets posted online and it's immediately the true story and you know no one researches no one second guesses if they see it online it's true it's kind of crazy to think that was happening back then too yeah I mean, even just like as like a funny example, after the um, Golden Globes that just barely happened, oh, like uh -huh. there's that funny video of Taylor and Selena and Keely like uh -huh. looking like they're, you know, like not gossiping, but like, you know, whispering a, yeah. a dramatic story. And immediately people tried to claim that they could tell which is funny because it's a Kardashian. They could tell that they were like talking about <gasps> Timothy. How do you say his last name again? Chalamet, I think. Chalamet and um, Courtney. Yeah. Kardashian, like drama about them. And then like Selena came out and like dispelled those rumors. That, like that's not even what they were talking about. And so I don't know. It, yeah. It's crazy to think that just a reminder. Like, don't yeah. believe everything you see, no matter, oh my gosh, especially these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. With AI and like, yeah. I don't know, I hate, I hate that part of today, but like, think about yeah. the things you see before you believe them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. So let's chat because Kanye then basically like, quote unquote, claims his victory which I hate that, over Taylor Swift by saying, I'm so glad my wife has Snapchat because now y'all can know the truth. And Kanye then tells a crowd about his then wife's actions at a Drake concert that he crashed. Uh, after the duo performed their collaboration pop style, Kanye couldn't resist bringing up the infamous hashtag Kim exposed Taylor party snaps. It's just like he keeps bringing it up. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so then he goes on to say, and can't nobody talk about ye no more, he said before launching into his famous verse about Swift. It's just like, <laughs> ugh. Uh, like he just keeps, it. they keep bringing it up. Yeah. And that is just so weird to me. And there's this but video. But it's not because they just need, they need that. That's their way of staying yeah. relevant. I don't remember. I think it was from a Kanye concert, and I don't remember when, but I just, the video is so in my head. I don't know if you remember it. He was like at one of his concerts on like this stage that was like floating above the ground. Oh, I vaguely remember you know this. Uh -huh. about? Yes. And yeah. he sings the song, uh -huh. and like obviously the whole crowd, obviously they're there for Kanye. So, yeah, they're, so they're pro. team Kanye. Yes. Yeah. And it, it was like so, it just, 
gave me it like made my stomach turn seeing all those people sing those lyrics that he has about her in like such a like just like ick way i don't know it's just super derogatory yeah like it's really really not not great well i think it's interesting though in the phone call because she says, you got to tell the story the way that it happened to you and the way you experienced it. And I think yeah. of anybody, like Taylor Swift understands that. Like she's written a mm-hmm. lot of songs about other people. But I think what the difference is, is it is from her experience without like full on degrading somebody. Exactly. And well, I think and- that's where that difference is. It's like, Kanye, had you just written a song about what your experience was mm-hmm. first degrading somebody like that's where this difference is yeah and the and thing that's like unfortunate word. yeah the thing that's unfortunate is that like kanye's trying to come off of like which you know he says like look i'm giving you the respect of calling you giving you a heads up letting you know seeing what you think And so she, in return, is giving him the respect of creative freedom and his songwriting and writing, you know, how he thinks he wants to. And it's not overly offensive. And so she's going to respect, you know, his art or whatever. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. Wait. (laughs) Because he was not honest. Yeah. No. And I think that's that's where the issue is. So in Kanye's 2016 VMA speech, he rejected the idea that he was trying to take down Taylor. And he said that he has nothing but love. He goes on to quote, that's why I called her. Ugh. I uh, but nothing the- but love. I roll. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you really say that word about people that you love in that kind of a way, right? Yeah. Uh, So the day after the awards, he tweets a photo of somebody wearing a shirt that showed half of uh, Taylor's 1989 cover and half of his own My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy cover. And then in early early October, an earlier recording of the song was leaked online. So like a previous version of the song Famous – And the controversial lyric that targets Taylor sounded even worse, believe it or not. The original lyrics... How could it get worse? Yeah. The original lyrics were, I feel like Taylor Swift still owes me sex. Oh, ew. I made that bitch famous. Owes me. That is disgusting. That's so bad. That is disgusting. It literally did get worse. It got worse. We didn't think it could and it did. And then he repeats the part of the verse, but subs in his ex's name, Amber Rose. And he obviously has ego issues. Like, oh, oh absolutely. He just thinks he goes around and makes everyone famous. Like, yeah. Okay. You're so humble. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. It's just I can't. bizarre to me. Like, what a freaking whirlwind. So yeah. that was a lot, honestly, you guys. I can't even imagine, though, like, how Taylor felt through that roller coaster of what? It was like seven years of back and forth drama. 
And then I feel like it kind of just ends with Taylor basically feeling like the entire world was against her. For sure. For sure. I mean, you said you remember pretty clearly like when those videos came out and hashtag Taylor, what was it? Taylor Taylor exposed party or whatever. I mean, that's when the snake emoji made its appearance and like everything was just flooded with that like she and i think she talks about this in the miss americana documentary but like she was just constantly flooded with notifications and everywhere she turned like it was just like snake or the hashtag or like yeah and it was just an overwhelming amount and it was so so sad i can't imagine but yeah that would completely wreck anybody yeah and I can't imagine how that could have felt for her. Unfortunately, the only way she felt to handle it, all of this was for Taylor to completely disappear for almost an entire year, beginning in November of 2016. Before this, like we said, Taylor was at the height of her career. She was seen everywhere. I mean, think of her today. Similar vibes. Oh, yeah. Picture paparazzi pictures all the time in the articles all the time. Yeah. She is just in your face all the time. And she still managed to completely disappear with her new boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. And we are going to be chatting all about that next week in our episode about the disappearance of Taylor Swift, as well as when she came back out of hiding. Oof. We hope you guys liked that wild episode. We always love a good juicy wild one where we give you all the tea that you need to know so as always it is so helpful when you guys leave us a rating and a review whenever you listen to the podcast your continued support seriously means the world to us so don't forget to come back next week for the next part in this series it's gonna be a good one and thanks for tuning in on this typical tuesday night and this is your friendly reminder that this is why we can't have nice things See you next week, Junior Jules.